What will he find out there, Doctor? His destiny. Well, hey, everyone. It's time for Geocache Talk. Whether you're at work, in the car, or wherever you are, we hope you enjoy the show. Please give it a like and subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher so that you can get all the weekly Geocache Talk goodness. A big thanks to Steve Weeks for the music and my patrons Doug Jones, Joshua and Caleb Slinkard, and Tom Brotherman. If you'd like to, become, if you'd like to find out more about becoming a patron, head on over to Patreon dot com slash geocache talk for more details well tonight we have some special news from geocaching.com and our weekly product tip so let's jump right in to show number seven for sunday july 24th as i welcome from geocaching hq rock chalk aka chris ronan welcome to geocache talk chris Thank you, Gary. It's good to be with you. <laughs> it's so good to have you on and to talk about some really cool stuff tonight. I mean, oh, just great. And I, I can't wait to jump in. So we're going to do that. So Geocaching News uh, is sponsored by FTF Magazine. FTF Magazine we found at ftfgeocacher.com. And tonight's uh, uh, news is... What just came out a few days ago, um, we're recording this a little bit early, um, just to pull the curtain back a little bit. Um, <laughs> we're, we're doing show seven right now, uh, which is great, because um, we're going to talk about Mission GC, which um, was really cool. I love getting these little, you know, information, you know, you get the... Uh, get the email, you start checking it out and it's like, Ooh, this looks good. So, and then I, I thought about, Oh, I'm going to talk to Chris real soon. So this is gonna be really great. So tell us uh, a little bit about uh, mission GC and how this sort of came about. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, each year HQ does some sort of, uh, of promotion and uh, each year we try to make it just a little bit different. And, and, and this time around, uh, wanted to put on our thinking caps and and say what can we do that that is the same in that there will still be a souvenir or multiple souvenirs involved because we know people enjoy those uh, but also trying to tweak it a little bit to where uh, maybe there's a little bit more mystery to it and yeah. a little bit more intrigue and <laughs> and 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 so we've and so we've done that and and uh and there will be more information coming, and as there is, it will continue to uh, reveal a little bit more. And 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 now now as I'm saying this, it's funny because I we're going to be talking about the ape cache, and it's it's making me think of the whole ape cache phenomenon and how <laughs> when those caches came out back in the day, yes, uh, the way they were revealed was with clues came out little by little until you found out the final location of the ape cache. And now oh, I'm thinking, wow. gosh, Mission GC sounds a little bit similar in that we're giving, and I that was not planned, obviously, right, but right. as I'm talking, it's making me think about that. But but anyway, yeah, there will be, uh, you know, people have gotten the, the first taste of, of, of what's to come and a little bit of an overview. And then, as we said in the in the email, if people have read it, uh, mm -hmm. 
about a week before we we've told people when the three weekends will 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 be when there will be souvenir opportunities and uh about a week before each of those weekends premium members will get uh information on how to how to decode the information and then find out how to how to obtain the souvenir uh and then everybody including basic members will will get it the the morning of uh of of, uh, the start of the weekend so so it's a little bit different than what we've done in the past uh but but i think people will have fun with it and uh, i i know that the 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 initial reaction that i've seen has generally been positive and there are some people that are a little bit concerned that oh is this going to be something that i can't figure out or is this going to be and I, I I can assure you it it it, it will not be. Mm-hmm. Um, we're actually today uh, at here at HQ having uh, uh, I, I forget what we're calling it uh, puzzle hour I think is what we're calling it and oh, basically cool. people can get together and see what has been uh, created for these uh, um, Mission Impossible kind uh, of yeah thing, for the right. for these missions and mm-hmm. basically to be able to get some feedback and make sure that this isn't just something that the quote unquote puzzle people can solve but right. it's for people like me that aren't necessarily puzzle people and can also figure because we we want people to be able to uh, a have fun with it uh, but b as to figure it out and be able to get the souvenirs so um, so people should not <clears throat> worry too much about that I think. Uh, when it's when it's all said and done, everybody will have a good time with it. Right. That that's awesome. Yeah. Um, it, it it what I don't know why it reminded me, but it made me think about Pi Day. You remember there was the half mm-hmm. code was sure. in one of them, and the other half of the code was in the other part. And so, I, I, of course, I'm I wasn't paying attention. And somebody goes, "Hey, did you notice that there's like a GC code <laughs> inside the two?" Sub-? I was like, "Oh, that's cool." So yeah. you know, kind of like that, or uh, you know. Um, Finding the uh, the April Fools' uh, caches out in the middle of the uh, out in the water was kind of fun. So sure. you know, I I, uh, I really enjoy um, th- these little things, and and I really enjoy you know the the logo looks great. It, it made me think. Obviously, it was Mission Impossible was kind of I guess the theme, kind of mm-hmm. you know related mm-hmm. to it. So yeah, um, that's gonna be well, great. and I yeah, and I and I think people, as you were mentioned, I think the logo is really neat too, and our mm-hmm. our our designers uh uh roxy and and nate uh here do a such a cool job on on various stuff that comes out of here but i think this project in particular is very neat and i think when when people uh, see the souvenirs they'll be i'm actually looking mm-hmm. at them right now on my computer screen and they're and they're and they're pretty cool so uh i, I yeah i think i think people are gonna are, are are gonna like what they see yeah and um so um in the announcement, of course, it was mentioned there'll be there's three, uh, mm-hmm. at least mentioned in the announcement. Uh, mm-hmm. July 30th, 31st will be souvenir one. Souvenir two will be August 13th and 14th, and then souvenir three will be August 27th, 28th. Now, um, there's um, time. People will, like you mentioned, the premium members will get uh, information a week prior. And then uh, regular members will get information on. Is it they'll get it on Friday? Sort of. In they'll, a, sort of they'll 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 get it on on the thirtieth for that okay. weekend of the thirtieth oh, okay. or the thirty first. So they'll have two full days, um, okay. and the same for the following weekend. So obviously, there's a little bit of a of a little bonus for premium members to have sure. a, a, a you know we like to 
uh, throw them a, a, a you know a little bonus here every now and then. But uh, eventually, everybody will have access to what they need to mm-hmm. uh, decode in order to get this to uh, figure out how to get the souvenir. Well, awesome. Um, I, I love it. Um, I, I um, also wanted to mention, um, and we're not going to go into detail now because it's been out a little while and I, we actually talked about it, was the, the headquarters duck dash. Um, mm. Had a friend of mine come by and uh, he he uh, was telling me about some other things, but he mentioned that he has some ready. So, Oh, cool. Um, we're lo- looking forward to that. So we had kind of like a two for this year. We get two major things going this summer. It's great. Yeah, the Duck Dash has it's been a really nice response to that. I I was I was a little bit I was interested to see what the response would be because uh you know, trackables mm-hmm. have such a uh there's some people that really love trackables and there's some people uh that that obviously there's some downsides to trackables and sure. trackables can be frustrating for some people. So, uh but it, it but it seems like largely the, the, the response has been to just have a fun time with it. And, and it's, and I, I kind of like how it ties into the original trackables that Jeremy put out there in the very beginning that, yeah. you know, that there's that little connection to some history of the game. Uh, and I know Jeremy's excited about it. So, <laughs> um, so he was, he was kind of, uh, he was, he was kind of amped up to, 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 to see that there was that connection there. So, um yeah people seem to be and 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 i i just speaking for myself i'm not always somebody that goes out and buys trackables but when i saw those for some reason there was something about it that i was like this is kind of cool yeah um and so i went out and bought a set so uh yeah so i'm i'm looking forward to seeing how that whole thing plays out i am too um you, you know i really um enjoy and and all of us i think have had different like you said have different experiences with trackables we've had some uh, that have kind of made it where they're supposed to go and mm-hmm. you, get, you get excited. But I, I, I think, uh, and we've had, we have one that's, uh, it was supposed to go to Hawaii. It was a couple little, uh, we put the tag with a couple, um, drink bamboo and put them in a bag and, uh, the little, um, little umbrellas, you know, Mm-hmm. and uh, put them in a bag with the trackable and all that. And uh, it's been languishing in the Midwest for, <laughs> for some time. It made it to San Francisco. And, I'm, we're, and Susan and I were like, yes, it's going to make it. I mean, it's in San Francisco. Somebody just has to pick it up, get it on the plane, and take it to Hawaii. And like the next day, somebody picked it up, took it to Pennsylvania. So, oh, gosh. But Yeah, you know, that's what's – we could have a whole show talking about <laughs> the the pros and cons of trackables. But – you know, I've, for myself recently, I've found myself a lot of my caching has been uh, hiking caches, and mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm getting out of cell phone range, and so I don't have access to my app to be able to look and see if to be able to look at that trackable and see what its mission is. And so, what I tend to do is just say, "Okay, well, I'm going to leave it here," unless they've put in a note or something with, like you did, with a bag to say. Hey, here's what this wants to do. But if I just find a geocoin sitting by itself, or a, mm-hmm. or or any kind of a other trackable, I, I'll usually discover it. But it's mm-hmm. usually me taking a picture, and then I get back and I see because I've had too many times where I pick it up and then I get home and I see oh, its mission was to go the opposite direction. Sure. And so I don't want to screw things up for somebody. <laughs> so it's uh, so yeah, they they can be, but but then I have I've I'm kind of like you. I've got. 
I've got tons of them that are just missing or languishing or whatever. But then every so often you'll get that one that it's traveling through South Korea or it's, uh, or it's off doing what it's supposed to be doing. Well, I had one that was a, uh, uh, it was a, an army man Mm -hmm. and I had given it the mission of going to, uh, France and Mm -hmm. seeing like, uh, 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 Versailles and and mm. and some other areas around there, and it and it made it. And this person wow. had great great pictures of the army man, the you know, and 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 a picture near Normandy Beach of the army oh, man. Wow. I was like, oh, yeah. that's so, that's exactly that's what awesome. it's supposed to be. Right. And so every so often that happens, and it gives you hope, and you say, okay, well then I'll go ahead and buy another one and see. <laughs> and you know, for every every five that are languishing there's that one that yeah. does something great and it makes you say okay well i'll give this another shot you know because it's so much fun to see it do what it's supposed to do oh absolutely and you read you know, hear stories about there was the one uh a year or so ago when it was uh a fire had come through and taken out a whole area but somebody had found the geocache and inside of it there was still a trackable and there's <laughs> there's a couple different stories like that there was one where um the trackables were uh uh, inside a ammo can and the ammo can almost literally got buried in the ground and nobody, and they, everybody, they marked it archived. Hmm. It was six years later. Somebody happened to be just, uh, there was another cache nearby and they found that one. And then they start kind of, I don't know. They were just hanging out there for a little bit. And they noticed, is that an ammo can? And they started <laughs> digging and it was the original cache that had been placed in that area six years. And there was trackables inside of it that had all wow. been marked missing. So these, the person got to like contact all the owners and say, we found your trackables. They were inside this can for like six years. So yeah, wow. there's always neat stories, but that's amazing. So, but we're not here to talk tonight about trackables, although we, <laughs> although we already did, but we're going to move on to the actual topic, which is you got to go to Brazil and find the last project ape geocache yes i did <laughs> amazing it's just a you know and i, I guess for, let's start by kind of because um, some people i don't think know about the project ape cash or project mm-hmm. ape uh yeah the project ape cash promotion um mm-hmm. talk a little bit about um and this was back in 2001 yeah right? yeah okay tell us a little bit uh about the the project ape what geocaching hq did with with this uh um, with these caches sure so and in fact i've been working on a blog post for the geocaching blog and so i had a nice conversation with jeremy about it um to to kind of get some of the history and and the backstory and Mm -hmm. uh so back in 2001 early 2001 uh uh the website got an email from somebody at, at 20th Century Fox, and they had this movie coming out, Project of the or Project of the Apes, uh, Planet <laughs> of the Planet of the Apes. Yes, uh, they had this movie coming out, and they had they were had they were kind of familiar with geocaching, and they thought it might be fun to somehow integrate geocaching into the promotion of this movie. Right, and the, and at the time, uh, the website, you know, it had only been around for a matter of months. Mm-hmm. There were about 450 caches on the site at that wow, time. Really? So it was very, very early on. Yeah. And, you know, Brian and Jeremy and Elias, they're 
they're pretty much still in the in the in Elias's basement doing the doing the website, right. and oh, they get yeah. this and they get this email from 20th Century Fox, which is which I was asking Jeremy. I was like, well, that must have been like really cool. I mean, yeah. to just he said, oh yeah, it was it was pretty amazing to to get this email uh, from them. So so they worked out this 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 uh, plan, and what what they did was they they put out twelve caches around the world. Uh, most in the United States, but then there were they were in Australia, they were in Japan, Brazil, uh, and I'm going to forget the other countries. I don't have them in front of me here, but but there were 12 altogether. And so each time that one came out, what they would do is they would, and, and this promotion I think it started in May and it went through August. And so they would start by just giving a basic clue about where the cache was located but so vague and so general that you couldn't locate the actual uh you you couldn't define the location just they they, they might say north america right and then they might say georgia and then they might say and then they so they would keep coming out with additional clues oh, okay exactly yeah. until you finally got the coordinates for the cache itself wow and so then once the coordinates were known it was basically a race to see who could be first defined because they had hidden uh movie props in each of the caches yeah. and, and, and and they were things like you know clubs and uh uh other little knickknacks from the you know it wasn't like massive uh crazy expensive items or anything but 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 neat little movie props yeah little memorabilia exactly exactly yeah. and, they, and and i should mention that they they worked with uh cashers in each of these areas to right to decide a good spot and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and so they went through the course of the summer, uh, like I said, from May through August, putting, mm -hmm. uh, re revealing these various cash locations and uh, generated a whole lot of excitement there. And as Jeremy says, you know, it was great for just getting the word out about geocaching because mm -hmm. to that point, it it's, it's kind of ironic that we're talking about this now because there's this huge uh, groundswell of of interest right now because of the whole Pokemon Go oh yeah situation yeah. and it's funny how people are using geocaching as a reference point when they discuss Pokemon Go they're saying right. and we've gotten a number of of various media outlets that have contacted us and and wanted our take on things and but it mm -hmm. but 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 the general uh, angle that they have is that Hey, this is a game that's kind of like geocaching, mm -hmm. and so they're so they're, but they they put the word geocaching out there because they know most people will know what that is, which is funny because back in two thousand one, right, right, most people would have had no idea what it was, and so it just kind of says where things have come. Where it there was a point where you needed to do a huge movie promotion in order to get people to know more about it, whereas now uh, it's so ingrained that it is like I said, a reference point for this new phenomenon that, right. that, that people are doing. So, so anyway, uh, they yeah. went through that, they went through that whole summer and some of the caches uh, were archived within a few, within a matter of weeks, you know, they wow. were muggled, they were muggled <laughs> and they were gone and that was it. That was it. Uh, oh. Yeah. And, and Jeremy's uh, take on it was that, Hey, once that original container was gone, that it wasn't the same. It wasn't like just a basic cache where if, if the bison tube 
goes missing, then you put another bison tube there. It was felt that this was a unique thing, and once it was muggled, that it that it should just be archived. Sure. So, so some of them lasted longer than others. The one out here in Washington, yeah, lasted up until a few years ago. You know, within the last five years, it was it it lasted until and actually, uh, Jeremy and Mountain Bike both had a part in placing that uh, that ape cache that is outside the tunnel mm-hmm, uh, the, uh, near Seattle. So, right. So that yeah. was uh, GC one, one, six, nine. I got the list pulled up. It says mission. Oh, cool. It was mission nine tunnel of mm-hmm. light. Now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that was placed July 18th of 2001. And like you said, it, it was, it went, it went, uh, it was archived. Um, let's see if I can pull up the uh, archived, but um, I want to say 2000. 14 maybe not 14 but uh-huh. i do know that i was out here on vacation at one point and didn't know about ape cash and all that stuff so i didn't sure. think to go get it and i'm kicking myself now but um yeah june 13th of 2011 it actually went uh okay went oh well archived. then it wasn't Okay, then it wasn't as late as I thought it was. Yeah, so mountain bike. Um, he says, after careful deliberation with Jeremy, Brian, and others, I've decided the best course of action with this cache is to archive. It'll be sad to see it go. Needless to say, I've become rather familiar with the location over the last 10 years. Many thanks <laughs> to all of the logs posted and, and so forth. Now, um, what's interesting, though, is there's still a Project Ape uh, event that still, yes, that still yeah. occurs, which is kind of yeah. neat. I mean, it's neat that the, it's kind of carried on in a sense, uh, you know, in memory, I guess, uh, at least in memory. People, I still go yeah, through the, there, Yeah, um, there's that there's that tribute cache that is out, is is where the ape cache used to be. So there's a tribute cache that, that people can go and find and, and kind of have that similar experience, at least, to what, uh, what the experience was of finding the ape cache. And then, as you said, the ape mega event uh, is held in August and mm-hmm. always has been the same weekend as block party, which this year obviously isn't the case, but, sure. uh, but it's still happening, I believe August 20th. And uh, yeah, it happens right there in that tunnel. And have you ever, have you've been to it? No, uh, no, ever, no. Ever, ever I, I, no, I've seen it. I, I want to come up for that mega because I've watched videos of people and I'm like, this tunnel, the tunnel itself looks really cool. Let alone it that. is. <laughs> the the you know the tunnel is really cool. And my my first visit there was, I started here at HQ in the fall of 2014, right. and so the so the tunnel is closed from I think November 1st through, I don't know, sometime in March or April because uh, water seeps through the roof of the tunnel and it forms ice sickles and it becomes a danger uh, for people that are walking through so i went in there on october 31st the first fall that i was here so i was in there on halloween right it's it's a total it's a it's a a mile long tunnel it's totally dark wow and i remember when i went in because there is at least one cache inside the tunnel and then there's an earth cache that you have to get information inside but there's a physical cache inside the tunnel and i remember i remember walking in there and seeing a light and I thought, Oh, there must be a bicyclist coming this way. And as I kept walking and kept walking, the, 
I, the light wasn't getting any closer. Well, I eventually realized it was the light at the end Other of the side. <laughs> <laughs> it was so far away that I thought it, it was looked like a tiny light. Yeah, wow. it totally did. But it was a little bit. It was That's a little bit cool. creepy to be in there on Halloween, you know, because oh, it's bet. water is dripping from the ceiling, what and it's, it's 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 yeah. very it's a little bit spooky. But it's a but it's really neat to, uh, the ape event because you've got yeah. people walking through. I mean hundreds of people walking through there with their flashlights and sure. uh, it's kind of, it's a fun thing. Hopefully you'll be able to check it out. But, uh, oh, definitely. That's, that's on yeah. my, that's on my bucket list. But what's also on my bucket list is <laughs> the last, there's still one left in the world. Yes, there is. And it's in this, what they call the Southern bowl. And I don't know if you knew this or not, but there actually literally was a bowl was the memorabilia item. There was oh, okay. a, was originally okay. in that Brazilian cache. There was a bowl. What it looked like, I don't know, because it's been two thousand one. But um, so, how what came about as far as your deciding that I'm going to go, or how did it just come about of you getting the opportunity to go to Brazil? Well, it for me, it just started with I was sitting on my couch one night and looking at some airline what travel website and mm-hmm. i thought oh i wonder what it would cost to go to brazil so i just right. as we often do you just type it in and see what it is and i right. was like wow there's a really cheap flight that goes <laughs> from seattle to toronto to sao paulo right and i thought oh that so i turned to my wife and i said hey this is crazy but what do you think what if we did this and she was like i don't want any part of that that <laughs> sounds because i was just like let's just go and come back i i had no intention of like spending two weeks in south america it was just i want to get the ape cash that was that was the whole thing and she was like yeah i'm not just going all the way to south america to get a a geocache and i said okay well i'll 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 do it so i literally just booked i was supposed to go last fall i booked the trip Mm -hmm. and that was that well some stuff came up and i i had to postpone it Mm -hmm. and uh which actually worked out pretty well because with the Olympics, they are the, between June 1st and I think September, sometime in September of this year, they're waiving the visa fee for for Americans. For, I think it's Americans. And Canadians, too. Canadians, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's only like three or four countries in the world that yeah. they're waiving the visa fee, and which for Americans, it's like $150, uh, sure. the, the Brazilian visa fee. So so they waived the fee. I changed my my itinerary I, and decided to go so I could take advantage of that fee waiver. Mm-hmm. And and then we there's a uh, uh, one of the community volunteers who moderates uh, the, the forums. Right. Uh, he lives in Brazil. Oh, and cool. so since I do a lot of stuff with the forums, he and I have gotten to know each other, and he was very gracious and saying, Oh yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to meet you. So he, uh, flew in from the Northern part of Brazil to Sao Paulo. Uh, we met each other in Sao Paulo and off we went. Off you went. Wow. Amazing. So, uh, just the opportunity is just incredible. So, um, so you flew into Sao Paulo and then, um, did you stay in Sao Paulo or did you? <laughs> no. It was, it was really a whirlwind type of a thing. Okay. So, so I left Seattle on a Thursday, okay. Thursday morning, got to Toronto, Tor- yeah. had a layover in Toronto, 
flew from Toronto to Sao Paulo. I got to Sao Paulo, I think, at a, like 10 o'clock on Friday morning. Right. Um, from the day before. <laughs> so you, Yeah. So yeah. Been... We, uh, I want to say the flight left uh, Toronto at like 10 o'clock at night. Okay. And because it's only a four hour time difference between. Mm-hmm. Uh, between Seattle and Sao Paulo, which is amazing because it's only an hour ahead of Eastern time. Right. It's, it's way South, but it's not right. that far East. <laughs> so um, did you get some rest on the flight or did you, were you, I'm, pump, you know what? I'm up? a, I'm a horrible plane I am, sleeper. I, am I, too. I can't. And it really killed me because terrible. <laughs> I, I mean, the flight left at 10 o'clock at night. I took a sleeping pill, the whole nine yards. I, I dozed know. off. I dozed off for 40 minutes during a movie. And otherwise I was up the whole time. And it was amazing because this woman was sitting next to me who never got up. She was asleep the whole time, and oh. I was so jealous of her. <laughs> like she didn't even go; she didn't get up to go to the bathroom for ten hours. It was she unbelievable. Just, you just and so <laughs> she just kind of she woke up for meals. That was it. She that's it. She had her meal at she, they had served dinner right when the after the plane took off, and then they served breakfast right before we landed. She woke up for each one of those. Otherwise, she was out the whole time and. And I'm over here tossing and turning, trying to. I've got my special neck pillow. I've I've taken my my sleeping pill. I'm already tired because you know I've been up for like I don't know how many hours, and and I just and, and I and I couldn't I couldn't sleep. And so yeah. we landed like at like I said about ten o'clock uh, mm. there in Brazil. Ten o'clock in the morning. Met up with with uh, Rui is mm-hmm. his name, and right. we got the rental car and we started driving. We started the drive to Intervales and it's about a three and a half hour drive. Most of it's highway. Sure. uh, But the last 15, 10 to 15 miles are kind of a dirt road. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nothing terrible, but, um, but you got to navigate that road. I was, Mm -hmm. yeah, I was kind of glad that we had a, I think we had a CRV type of a thing. It was kind of nice. I would have been a little more concerned with a sedan, (laughs) but people do it. People do sedans. It's fine. Um, we got to Intervales, I want to say it was four o'clock in the afternoon mm-hmm. and I was absolutely out of it. I was so <laughs> tired and they weren't having dinner till seven o'clock at night. So Rui and I, I mean, there are a lot of caches around the park. Okay. Uh, the, the, the guy that now, okay. So the original owner of the ape cache there was Joe GPS, who oh. of mm-hmm. course is a legend in the caching oh, yeah. world, godfather of Geo Woodstock, yeah. all of that stuff. Exactly. And he sadly passed away last year. But right. Joe, uh, uh, this guy named Junior, okay. who is a, uh, one of the officers there at the park, mm-hmm. he has always been the local maintainer, or he ha- okay. he has been for the last several years. Sure. And so he and Joe would, uh, if there needed to be a new logbook or any of that it's stuff, tough. they would work together, all that stuff. And then Junior has set up several other caches around the park. There's okay. a number of earth caches because this park. Uh, the, the geocache is very secondary to why mm-hmm. most people go to this park. It's a, it's a very remote. Like I said, it's it's a good three and a half hours from the nearest metropolitan area. Right. Uh, it's a very remote area. It's known for bird watching. Okay. Uh, there are some caves. There are waterfalls. It's a it's a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. And so, like when we were there, there were a few other groups that were staying there for the weekend. One of them was a group of students that was doing caving 
right. ex- expeditions. Uh-huh. And the other one was a group that was that was studying birds, you okay. know, and, and right. so none of them had heard, none of them knew <laughs> that there was this famous geocache, right. you know, <laughs> like a half the... mile down a trail, you know. <laughs> it's one of the holy grails. I mean, it's yeah, one of you, the... It's, you know, original plaque, you know, geocaching headquarters, Project Ape. I mean, there's there's a handful of these that are like, you know. Yeah, like in, bucket list. Yeah, I mean, like, list. and you kind of want to tell them, hey, maybe you just want to sign up real quick and go yeah. say, if, just in case you get into the game, you'll want to say that you found this one. <laughs> be awesome to have your first geocache be Project Ape. That'd be awesome. Oh, exactly right. It's well, it's funny how many people I've I've seen whose first one has been geocaching headquarters. Oh, because wow. they because yeah. they show up with somebody who's who's yeah. a friend of theirs. Yeah, and they're like, oh, okay, I'll go ahead and sign up real quick, and yeah. I'll say the the, the <laughs> cache. But yeah, so, I doubt I doubt that happens as often for Project no, Dave Cash. Probably not. So now, uh, Intervalis is that a city? I noticed that the, it's a place you can stay, but. It's a park. Intervallis okay. is a state park. That's the and name so of the park. It is, okay. Yeah, it is a is a state park. It's uh, a protected area. Mm-hmm. Uh, there there are lodges there at the park, and basically they are. And we stayed in one of them, but I can't speak for the other ones. But sure. I think they're all kind of similar in that uh, they're 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 not exactly rustic. I mean, they have bathrooms mm-hmm. and showers. But there's no air conditioning or anything like that. It's a, it's a it's a fairly you know modest place to stay, but very affordable, uh, just just very cost effective place to stay. And and if you're there to geocache, uh, I, I just think it's the best option mm-hmm. because you can because not only do they have the lodging, they also have I would call it a dining hall. It's not really a restaurant. It's kind okay. of a it's they do serve three meals a day. Oh, cool. uh, that's kind of buffet style, mm-hmm. and uh, but it's not like you go in and order and a waiter comes out and serves you. It's well, it's very it's very low key, but it's perfect for yeah. If you're just there geocaching, it works out beautifully. Yeah, because um, you don't have to go anywhere to get food. I mean, exactly, and it's something like five bucks a meal. Uh, I mean, it's it's crazy how well, affordable it is. Well worth it. And given the exchange rate, it's even better. <laughs> it's even better, right? It's a, yeah, uh, Brazil. Uh, what money? I don't know what. what uh, it's called the real. It's R E A L. Okay. Is their is their currency? And I want to mm-hmm. say, it's like a U.S. quarter to to every real wow. right now. So right and now. So, it's yeah, and so I didn't, I I didn't really crunch the numbers until I had already because Rui was kind of. Uh, taking care of everything, and then I was going to settle up with him at the end. And so we get back to the airport, and he tells me how much it is. And I, I for, for between the rental car, the meals, the lodging, mm-hmm. the tolls on the road between Sao Paulo and Intervales, I want to say I, I pay, I spent $200. Oh, I mean, wow. so it, it was, but, it's, but, but, but when Rui, he originally, he's like, yeah, it's like 750 Rios, and I was like, "Oh my God, that sounds oh. like a lot." And then I, of course, did the numbers, and I was like, "Oh, it's like two hundred and something right. dollars. It's not, a, it's not a big deal." So it was for me well worth the uh, to have that bucket list experience. Okay. It, it was right. certainly a very cost-effective bus- bucket mm-hmm. list experience. That is, it's awesome. <laughs> so um, you get there for take take a little nap, wait till seven for dinner, kind of thing. I wish I could have taken. No, we we got there at four, 
and we were like, I immediately wanted to start looking for caches there. Sure. Now, now remember, it's there basically winter because mm-hmm. uh, their southern hemisphere. So it was getting dark at like five fifteen, oh, five thirty. Okay. Right. Uh, so we just went out for like an hour and found a okay. couple that were close to the lodge and. Right. And the, I remember sitting there at waiting for the food to come at dinner, and I was just like, you know, that feeling where your head like droops <laughs> yeah. down, and you catch yourself, you droop down again, you catch right. yourself. It's, that's how tired I was. I was so tired, and and I got I, we got something to eat, and then I went back to, and I I was out like a light, right. and uh, uh, got up the next day, and we spent all that next day. We, of course, the very first thing we did was head toward the ape cache, sure. and. Uh, and found that and then but i think we hiked something like gosh 12 or 13 miles that day oh, just wow. going after other caches there's right. yeah there's so many tra- i mean the, the ape cache itself is like a two mile round trip but but you can hike all these different trails mm-hmm. throughout the rest of the park and make at least a day of it if if, if not a few oh, days cool. so, okay great so um so you're so the next morning, get up, you're ready to do the, the Project Ape Cash uh, and head out. Now, had uh, no, does Junior did you did you get to meet Junior prior to going after the Project Ape or? Oh, hang on a second. I lost you. Check your sound there for me. I think I may have hit a button. There we go. There back. we go. Okay, sorry you're about back. that. So, um, so yeah, did you uh, did you get to meet? Does he work at Intervallis uh, Park? Yes. Or? Okay. Yeah, he actually lives there at Intervallis. Um, okay. But, cool. But yeah, we uh, we met up with him, and judging by the logs, I think a lot of cashers tend to meet up with with, sure. with Junior. He's a super nice guy. Oh neat. Uh, and uh, obviously loves geocaching, and because. Sure. Uh, you know, from his standpoint, from the park standpoint, it, it's something that brings more people in. And Absolutely. and uh, if you look at the, I was a little bit surprised by how, really, how few people have found the ape cache. I mean, if you really look at the total found it logs, yeah, and you've probably got it in front of you I'm right gonna, now. I'm going to pull it up. Go ahead and keep going about. So you met, so talked to Junior, but it's really not that many. You know, in the grand scheme of things, I think it averages something like 30 finds a year over the last uh, over the last 15 years. But um, there aren't many, and you know, if you think about the number of geocachers just in the world, um, and the number of people that have actually been able—I'm pulling up right now—it's it's GCC six seven. If anybody wants to to look that up uh, sometime, but uh, four hundred six is the current uh, as of right today. Um, so and one DNF. Uh, I need to go back and read that DNF. I, I think oh, I read it. That's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> That's That'd so, be awful to DNF it. You feel so bad. But, uh, four four hundred and six out of I don't know. What's the? What do you think the total of cashers are there in the world? Well, well, I think I know it's I a, think, it's a weird number to, but I mean we're talking about a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's one, but you know it's. The thing is, Brazil, I think, has a total of 2,300 caches in the whole country. Okay. And think about that Washington State has something like 32,000. So that puts into perspective that geocaching hasn't quite mm-hmm. caught on yet in Brazil. Sure. Um, and so that that probably has not only contributed to the uh, relatively low number of logs, but also mm-hmm. the fact that it has survived for as long as it has. I, I mean, know. Amazing. It, 
you know, a fairly remote location in a country that, you know, has its share of cashers, but relatively speaking, mm-hmm. not, not one of the high number countries. Um, so you put those two factors together, and I think that's probably uh, that probably mm-hmm. is the reason for why it's lasted as long as it has. Right. And so, um, so you start out now, did, did junior or somebody kind of tell you kind of what to, ex- what to expect? Cause it's only about, about a half hour hike, you think to the, camp? yeah, yeah. At, at the most it's, okay. it's a very, it's a very reasonable, mm-hmm. uh, walk over there. It's, it's, it's nothing crazy. Anybody uh, could, anybody mm-hmm. could do it. Um, just a basic trail, you know, right. it's not paved or anything, it, but it's, it looks it's gorgeous big, too. It oh yeah, it's a like very, amazing. very pretty. Yeah, it's a very pretty area. Mm-hmm. Um, what what was funny about it was that we, as we got closer, I of course pulled up my GPS and I had loaded the listing into my GPS, mm-hmm. but my GPS didn't recognize the ape icon, <laughs> okay. and so and so it didn't, it wouldn't show me the listing. It right. uh, like, and so I was like, oh my god, what am I gonna? <laughs> Well, worst case, I would have gone back to the hotel, and right. but I didn't bring the coordinates with me. I didn't bring a print out of the sure. of the of the cache page, which I should have done. Which like fortunately, <laughs> yeah, fortunately, Rui had been there a couple of times, okay, and was able to get us to the general area. And once we got there, we're kind of like we're kind of at the end of this trail, right? And we're he's like, I know it's around here somewhere. <laughs> and we start looking around, and it. Well, the it's a huge container. It's, yeah, it's one I of these the container. massive ammo boxes. It's, it's like one of those thing. things where, and he looks behind this tree and he goes, "Oh, duh, here it is." Here it is. Um, so I was I was glad that he knew the general area. Otherwise, I would have had to have gone all the all the way back to the lodge. But so um, all this stuff it all worked your out. Head. You're like, I can't go back to the lodge. I'm, I'm I'm from Geocaching HQ. I can't go back to the lodge and get more information. About a yeah, I just I just need to find this thing and get on to other other stuff. But um, uh, so um, so it's still oh it's an it's an old thing. It looks like it. I mean, it's rusted and take a little bit. I'm sure you know people obviously open it, but it's it looks pretty pretty ancient. It has sort of a, a nice patina to it now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's in it's in good shape, and good. Uh, and there were. Uh, we didn't see, there weren't any other cashers there, unfortunately, the weekend or the day that we were there, but right. a big group had gone through. Mm-hmm. I think a group from New Zealand and Australia had been through there a couple of days before and they had deposited cuts like three dozen trackables. Wow. And so we're sitting there discovering three dozen yeah. trackables. And, uh, you know, I dropped one of my lackey tags in there and I even, th- I, I had it, I actually had a tin cup trackable yeah. Yeah. that I dropped off there too. And, uh, very cool. Um, so yeah, there. and then but but you kind of felt like it was like you you get there, you do it, and you're thinking confetti should be raining from the sky and a, <laughs> exactly. a band is playing and horns right. and the whole night. But it's just you sign the log and you take your pictures and you <laughs> move on to the next one. You know, <laughs> it's kind of like Mingo. I, I got we got Susan and I. I'll tell you real quick. Susan and I got real fortunate. We uh, we went and found Mingo on our way to Geo Woodstock and. Mm-hmm. Um, Stopped in and there was a, 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 a cashier there and a couple came after us because, you know, people were traveling through Kansas sure. to, to get yeah. there. And uh, but I ran into show me the cash who's a gentleman who was at Jewett Stack one. Uh, he's been to all he's been to, he's one of the six uh, individuals used to be seven uh, with Joe's passing. Now they're down to six people who have been to all the Jewett stocks. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's fun talking to him. But like you said, uh, you open it up, you sign the log, and you're like, "This is awesome," but 
<laughs> it's over now. You but know? but you're just standing right off I-70, just kind of like, okay, yeah. I found it. Now I guess I get back on the highway. You know, it's one of those. Yeah. It's funny because, you know, I'm, I'm from Kansas. And so oh, yeah. I've made that drive many times on I-70 out to Colorado. And it's <laughs> it's funny hearing people talk with such reverence about yes. this cache we when I, I know it as, oh, it's like right by Colby. You know, it's like... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I would tell people, oh, if you're going to go to Kansas, you really need to check out, right? You know, get on right. I-70 and head out towards. But I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't have its own sure beauty. Western Kansas can be a very pretty place, but it's not. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily a typical vacation destination, and it's no. just funny that that's what attracts. <laughs> Uh, all these people to to Western Kansas is this cash that was placed back in 2000. It's 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 a it's a really neat thing, and and it not is. just that one, but then there's there's a couple other oldies out there in that part of the mm -hmm. state. So it's, yeah. it's 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 neat that you got to stop there. We did. We 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 wonder we we loved it. But um, no, let's get back to Project Gate real quick. So. Um, <laughs> You don't want you don't want to get me sidetracked on talking about <laughs> Western Kansas. We'll be here oh, for well, we'll be here for hours. <laughs> <laughs> what was funny too was we're driving along and uh, we saw this one of the, a sign. It was a it was a KU sign it had rock chalk on it. Ah and yes, it like and I I knew what it was from the old days of. I mean I'm I'm an old, a big sports fan, so I knew your uh, your sure. juicy handle prior. But so yeah. I saw it and I I commented to Susan. I said. Yeah, hey, there's a sign for rock chalk. She's like, "What?" I go, "Never mind. I'll tell you later." <laughs> anyway, uh, so now <clears throat> when you find the ape cache, um, is there a souvenir for ape for the ape cache? Is yes, there is. Oh, okay, cool. There is okay. a which I uh, honestly I didn't know that until I logged the cache, <laughs> and uh, yeah, up popped the the souvenir. So yeah, there right. is a souvenir for finding that ape cache. Yeah, right. And so, of course, you can't. You didn't log it to get back to Intervallis, probably. I didn't log it, and actually, I didn't. I never had Wi-Fi at oh, Intervallis. Oh, oh, yeah. That's one thing. Now they do have a connection up near the front of the park, but I okay. never was able to. Uh, Rui was able to get Snapchat to work on the on the connection, but okay. we we weren't able to get on the on the on the web. Right. Um. So that's maybe the one thing that's. Some people would say it's it's a really good thing that you're totally kind of disconnected and and you don't you can just be sure. away. But but yeah, Enjoy I would have it. loved to have I would have loved to have logged some stuff or right. or, or 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 share that I was yeah. that I had found this. But yeah, I couldn't do anything. I had to. Nothing. I don't think I actually logged it until I was back in uh, back in Toronto. Yeah, I oh, think okay. I got a chance when I was at the airport in Toronto uh, to to finally actually log the cache. So. Well, yeah. it's kind of like an extra bonus. You know, you got to log it later and see all the, the cool stuff that comes along with that. So, Yeah, that, that actually turned out to be a, a kind of a souvenir-heavy weekend because I I had the the uh, souvenir for the Project Ape Cache and then mm -hmm. the souvenir for Brazil. Right, and then, that's true. And then on my way back, I had a, a layover in Toronto, mm -hmm. and I, was, I had the opportunity to connect with one of our uh, volunteer reviewers, uh, there in in Ontario, and he picked me up at the airport, and we went to Niagara oh. Falls, and oh, I never, wow. so I had I didn't have the Ontario souvenir, oh, so nice. so I got three souvenirs that weekend. It was That's awesome. awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. Oh wow. Um. So, obviously, you know, you would encourage people to plan, go there. You know, the the geocaches that. Well, even just regular deer geocachers. I mean, 
there's things to do in intervallus as far as other oh cats. yeah yeah like and that's one of the things uh, like i said i'm writing this blog and one of the things that i say in there is that it's it's one of many cool things about the park and and it's a place that people visit for reasons totally yeah. right. having nothing to do with they don't have any idea there's a famous geocache there right. they're just there because it's supposed to be a great place to see birds and and caves and waterfalls and and and, and it's a very pretty place and and I, I wouldn't have minded spending more time there. We, mm-hmm. we like I said, I, so I flew in. Let's see, I left Seattle Thursday, got to Brazil Friday. We were there all day Saturday. Sunday morning, first thing, we hopped in the car, headed back to Sao Paulo. Wow. Uh, and we spent the day in Sao Paulo. We found oh, okay. a park. There was a, a park that had a lot of caches. And we, we had kind of a cool experience there. We were, mm-hmm. <clears throat> we were looking for caches, and we came, we were approaching this tree, and there was a group, there were three kids with mm. their phones out oh and they just looked like cash. They looked like they were geocaching. Yeah. And so Rui went up to them and asked in Portuguese uh, if they were geocaching. And they said they, they were, their eyes got all big and they, right. and one of the kids spoke great English. And so I was able to talk to him and, oh, cool. and he was like, he said, yeah, this is actually our first uh, experience. Like we came out to the park and we're just trying, we heard about geocaching. We oh, downloaded cool. the app and we're, and they were going around. They said, this is actually only the second one that we found. And, cool. and, and I was thinking, isn't that funny? They, <laughs> they probably think this is just how it works. You find your first cache and somebody from Geocaching HQ shows up. pops out from behind the tree and says, welcome to the game. Right. You know? Well, um, well I, I expect that. I yeah, mean... don't you? <laughs> <laughs> but it was funny. It was so, it was so, it was so neat because yeah. uh, about an hour, because then they were, they said, oh, so we all found the cash and uh, talked for a few minutes and bid our farewells. And off they they said, yeah, our mom's waiting for us. We need to go. Right. Our mom's picking us up. So off they went. So I don't know, maybe 30 minutes later, we had walked around a little more and we came upon another cash. We see these kids again and they're looking for this cash. And we said hello again. And and they hadn't they hadn't been able to find it. And oh, okay. Rui, Rui found the cash and. And, and then they're like, we've, our mom is going to be so mad that, but I, I just, I had to find this one more. And I thought, oh, this is so cool. He's already hooked. <laughs> He's already a one more casher. Already uh, a one more. Yeah. yeah. So that was a, that was a neat experience to be able to see these kids having their first, uh, their first moment with the game. Well, well that is awesome. Well, um, I, uh, so thankful that uh, we got to to talk today and to uh, to talk about this crazy um, cache that's still out there with the the weird symbols and the you know <laughs> it's just a, it's such a great story. So I, Chris, I really appreciate you uh, sharing that today. Oh, hey, it's it's fun to talk about. I I uh, happy to share the story and and hopefully it. If there are people out there thinking about doing it, it gives them some more information. And and like I said, I'm going to be having a blog post at some point on awesome. the geocaching blog that'll come out here in the next in the next couple of weeks. And and you know, there's a lot of information out there about it. I I, I know that other people have, have written about their experiences, and mm-hmm. and I've just and I just read through a lot of the old logs, and even that even that helped me a little bit just to kind of prepare for for yeah. the idea of doing this crazy thing, you know. So just to see that. Lots of other folks from here in the U.S., but then and also you know a lot of Germany people and Australia, New Zealand. I mean, there's all people from all over the world that have done it, 
And, and so uh, it, it was a little bit, just at first to think about it was, was, was a little bit daunting, you know, right. to, to go to this country that is definitely not English speaking and, right. and try to make my way around. And I was, I was very, very fortunate to have uh, somebody there that right. was from Brazil. So that, that helped mm -hmm. a lot. Um, but even so I've, I've read the logs of many people who have, mm -hmm. have been able to do it without, uh, without that kind of a benefit. And, uh, the, the people there were wonderful. They, they couldn't have been nicer. And, wonderful. and, uh, so yeah, a great experience. And if, if other people are out there thinking about doing it, I, I certainly recommend it. You, you may take, you men, you may want to spend a little longer yeah. in Brazil than you, I did. I don't know did. that I recommend, you know, a weekend, <laughs> but, uh, but it's, it's certainly a, a, a trip worth taking. The, the Project Ape Cash and Dash that Chris. That's did. right. <laughs> that's well, that's kind of uh, what it felt like. Um, well, it, it made me think of one more question. Um, the logs, like people can go, we can all go read, you know, the the log on on um, on the on the cash, which is fun. I mean, I really enjoy doing that. <clears throat> so, the log itself, um, you probably could spend a lot of time. I mean, because I'm sure people write more than TFTC on the log in the in the book. Yeah, I you know I I well, love it's probably another another languages though, so it's kind of hard maybe or. Yeah, there's a lot of people that that share their stories in there and okay. and talk about uh, which actually reminds me one of the things about that I'm writing about in the blog is that we have here at HQ the 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 original log book from the the Tunnel mm -hmm. of Light ape cash and right. so it was kind of fun to it was it was fun to read through that the first person to find it uh, actually passed somebody else in the tunnel uh <laughs> who was going to find so the another person who was they were going for ftf right he tells the story i passed so and so, <laughs> so in the tunnel and then the guy who was second said oh gosh i was passed in the tunnel <laughs> by, but second to find isn't so bad and, oh, and no. uh, so that was especially yeah so yeah it's it, it is kind of fun to sit there and just uh, read some of the stories that's that true. people tell, and yeah, mm -hmm. and and I think my only comment was I think I was the first uh, person who worked at HQ to right. uh, to have found the cache, so I I mentioned something about that in there, but um, but I think there's some other lackeys that are talking about maybe making the trip at some point in the fairly near future. So hopefully I won't be the only one on the log for for very much longer. You blaze the trail. Like, that's oh. right. Chris can do it. I can get out there and do this. That's thing, right. So. Exactly right. <laughs> well, uh, and I've got uh, uh, the information in the show notes. I, I went ahead and grabbed your your photo, which is kind of cool, holding the um, – you didn't put that – did you put the gorilla mask on or did you feel no, like uh, – I, I thought that was a little weird. I, I, weird. Uh, I'm, it's not, I'm sure it's not an original prop. I think somebody just had the right. – the good humor to put a gorilla mask in there, but yes. no, I thought it was enough just to hold it. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Rather than put it on my face. <laughs> yes. I thought I was, that's see you and I were think we would think alike. It's like, eh, I don't think I'm going to put this on, but I've seen yeah. other photos, people bringing their own gorilla masks and sure. Or and that, masks. that would have been a great idea. I should have done that. I, <laughs> yeah. I didn't think, I didn't think ahead near enough. Well, obviously, uh, because I didn't think to <laughs> to to bring the coordinates on a sheet of paper. You know, right. I I did not plan this thing very well, Gary. <laughs> but, but you, yeah. But still, you got there and everything went great. So I got there. That's it right. Was, That's it right. was wonderful. 
Yeah. Well, again, uh, it's such a great story. And uh, looking forward to the blog. Looking forward to hearing more. Uh, so, uh, again, uh, great story. So, um, <clears throat> wrap up uh, wrap up tonight. Uh, do a, I'm going to do a, a product review uh, for this week. Um, sponsored by Cashly. Cashly is the foremost geocaching app. can be found at cach.ly. And this week's... Uh, product is uh, it's called the Me Band, um, and I've got the link in the show notes, and it'll also be on the website under the product reviews. But um, I really enjoy this thing. <clears throat> Sunny uh, of Podcaster uh, is what uh, who I got the idea from, and what's funny is he and I talked about it a little bit <clears throat> when we were out at uh, in Denver together, talking about how much we love this little Me Band. It's anywhere between seventeen, twenty three dollars, something in that, about twenty bucks. And this band, um, it tracks a lot of, you know, a lot of things, but, um, it is uh, waterproof. Um, it's, um, it lasts forever. That's the thing I, I, I didn't, you know, uh, Sonny had said that this, uh, band, he says, oh, you don't have to, you don't have to like, you can go weeks without, um, recharging it. I'm like, oh yeah, right. I've heard that before. Well, I've had it for about a month and it's just about time to, to charge it and it comes with a charger plug it into usb and, and off you go so anyway me band um i think it's a, my uh, fitbit busted and so i replaced it with this thing so i love it so that's our product review and i have a giveaway this week uh for folks i have some extra path tags from geo woodstock and so i've got a little set that i'm going to give away and i need the answer uh needs to be submitted by July 30th to the following question. And that is, where is the guest from that I'm having on show number 10? So send me uh, the answer to that question. I'll enter you into the drawing for uh, some Geo Woodstock uh, path tags, a path tag set. So looking forward to, to hearing from everybody on that one. And coming up soon on Geocache Talk, uh, on July 31st, uh, which will be show number eight, uh, it'll be with uh, Johnny Pugach, uh, who's, I think he's eight, uh, will be on the show. And I guess Dano can be there too, I guess, um, you know, if he wants to. But it's about Johnny is going to be on the show. Special time, it'll be 6 p.m. Central that day because Johnny has to go to bed that night. And I had to move the show up because, uh, you know, we don't want to mess with the kids' uh, bedtime. And then on August 7th, um, I'm going to have on Geocaching Katie. Uh, she's a vlogger, and we're going to talk about geocaching and fitness. So that'll be a cool show. So I want to thank um, Chris for being on the show uh, tonight. I'm so thankful uh, that we got to to work this out tonight and uh, get this all set up again. Thank you again. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure to be with you. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's wonderful. Thank you so much. And um, so that'll do it for tonight. Hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, uh, email me <clears throat> at geocachetalk at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at geocachetalk and Facebook at facebook.com slash geocachetalk. Uh, show can be found on iTunes and Stitcher, as well as the Geocache Talk website. Tell your friends about the show. Ask them to subscribe so they too can hear the show on a weekly basis. And until next week, don't just talk about geocaching or Project Ape 
or all these other cool geocaches you need to go find, go find them. So good night, everyone. Thanks for the cash.